Broadcasting live from the Vegas Video Network studios, just steps from the Las Vegas Strip, it's Talk Tales with Chris Phillips. Coming up on today's show, singer-songwriter Frankie Moreno. And now I can name that host in three syllables, Mr. Chris Phillips. Well, thank you very much, friends. It's nice to join you every Monday afternoon here from the Vegas Video Network. My name is Chris Phillips. We are coming to you from the entertainment capital of the world, and we bring you the Thanksgiving edition of Talk Tales. Hey. <laughs> and in tribute to a uniquely American holiday, I will be drinking Canadian whiskey. <laughs> That's as close as I can get. Well, folks, thank you so much for joining us. As you know, uh, each and every week we like to come to you uh, with another headliner here in Las Vegas who kind of creates the fabric of our community. And today is no different. We have a very dear friend of mine who's now Mr. Big Shot. And before we get to him, uh, who is a dear friend of mine, we'd like to remind you that you can contact us with any kind of questions or comments, simply by going to TalkTales at VegasVideoNetwork.com. You are also welcome to call us on our fancy new toll-free number, which is 866-966-4599. And if you happen to be watching us live with the other hundreds of thousands of people, uh, you can join us in our live chat room. How many shows have that? Where you can ask a question live on air to myself or my guest. That's always a lot of fun. And then there's seven or eight uh, other things that I can list that you can see us on. <laughs> Look, <laughs> I'll run down the list. Uh, of course, you can see us on the Vegas Video Network, which is our home. And we are uh, one of many shows which you can see, which I highly recommend checking out the others that are actually good. Uh, <laughs> uh, you can see us on that thing the kids are into called iTunes. I don't know what channel that's on. <laughs> Yeah, you know, uh, but I do know about, yeah, I know, yeah, uh, YouTube, I know what that's all about, you can uh, just punch in talk tales and you're going to find one of our many episodes on that, uh, Roku, Scott, what, you got to explain what Roku is, I don't even know what that is. It is the third screen. The third it is, screen. It is, we're on, we're on <coughs> your regular computers, we're on mobile devices, and now you can watch us on regular TV without using a computer, using Roku. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. I'm assuming you've already plugged yours in that I gave you as a gift. <laughs> I haven't plugged my TV in yet, literally. <laughs> I just, I'm fascinated by the third screen. Whatever that cool, is. Huh? You know, gosh, you can watch, uh, if you, so you're saying you can yeah. get your, your, your computer yes, Chris. on your TV? Well, no. You don't need a computer to watch all of our shows because Roku brings that for you. you want me to really but you can watch the, an internet program on your TV is what you're That's saying. right. Yeah, without using a computer. Boy, I'll tell you, we're in the age of the Jetsons. We are. I float home on a little hovercraft <laughs> every day. <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah I, I, I float home myself at times. That's right. It's nifty. Uh, you can also hear us on uh, radio. Also, uh, we're syndicated on F, 
SHP, which is 1400 AM, which we're very proud of. And I'm very excited about this. You can see us this week on the latest edition of COPS. <laughs> Please, Lord, help me. <laughs> oh, man. I'll tell you, I am excited. This is the, 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 the beginning of the holidays. Uh, I don't know if you can tell. The holiday spirit is in the air. And, well, I'm sorry. The spirits are in my cup and... The holiday spirits are in the air. Uh, you know, and this was so cool to ring in the holidays. Uh, I went to Scottsdale this week, Scott, and I want to say hello and thank you to about 1,800 uh, people who live in the Scottsdale area who showed up to the uh, Fairmont Princess Resort Christmas tree lighting this year, which I went and we sang uh, various Christmas tunes along with some local celebrities there. It was kind of like Scottsdale's version of uh, the Rockefeller Center. It was so cute and it was wonderful and, you know, it's a shame when the cops have to escort me off the property in such a lovely affair, but <laughs> I'm used to that. Pretty lights, though. Yeah. <laughs> it was gorgeous lights. So we do want to say happy holidays to all of you. And uh, this was such a great, great night for us because we are so excited about our first guest. Because as you know, and I say every single week, there is not a bigger fan of Las Vegas shows, and particularly the entertainers who grace the billboards and the marquees on Las Vegas Boulevard. I've been coming here since the 70s, and I can remember vividly seeing the name Frank Sinatra at Caesars Palace. I remember seeing Don Rickles at the Sahara, Elvis Presley at the Las Vegas Hilton, uh, and, and so many others. And to, to drive down the boulevard and see a, a, nothing but somebody's name, I think is the epitome of what it means to be a Las Vegas entertainer. And we had a guest on a couple of weeks ago who, at the time, was performing in some of the coolest and nicest lounges in, in town. But since that time, he has become one of these one-name, iconic entertainers that is now gracing his own marquee and billboard because he's got himself a brand-new showroom show at the Stratosphere. I'm talking about uh, a staple in this town, what is becoming, without question, a legend. His name is Frankie... Shinta, I'm sorry, wrong name. <laughs> Frankie Moreno, of course, a dear friend of mine who is uh, well deserving of everything that he has coming to. We're going to take a short little break. We're going to have Frankie on. Please stick around. You're watching the Vegas Video Network. I'm Chris Phillips, and we're enjoying some cocktails. <laughs> Traditional media believes that after about three minutes, you'll tune out. Most Vegas media companies think if it doesn't jiggle, you won't tune in. At the Vegas Video Network, we think both are wrong. The Vegas Video Network is the first and only live online broadcast network that specializes in insider news and expert views about Vegas. We combine great storytelling with the ability to watch when and where you want on your computer, mobile device, or television. Discover the real Las Vegas. Visit VegasVideoNetwork.com. <laughs> well, folks, thank you so much for uh, tuning in. Once again, uh, I'm Chris Phillips. You're watching Talk Tales. And it's a beautiful afternoon here in Las Vegas, especially <laughs> because... <laughs> what, did we score a touchdown? <laughs> Scott, our mascot, is doing push-ups. <laughs> you know, that was a little disturbing to see you on all fours like that again. <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 
Usually you're below me. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> oh, but I like it too. Yeah, but, but this time I, uh, I've only got a hundred dollars. I'm giving you the discount. You know, you do. Oh, it thank you. I'll, I'll help you out, brother. Yes, Mr. Showboy gets a discount. Thank you. <laughs> Well, guys, I am so honored and privileged to have not only the newest headlining star attraction in Las Vegas City next to me, but we also have my <laughs> drinking buddy, Hell yeah. Mr. Frankie Moreno, ladies and gentlemen, the new star of the Stratosphere. <laughs> Welcome, sir. You know, uh, I am a fan of yours for so many reasons, but one in particular is you were one of four or five guys I know in town. Uh, I think Carrot Top is one. Uh, Gordy Brown. Is another, yeah. certainly myself. But when I found out you were a true crown royal connoisseur, I figured, oh, now we're talking. And uh, I know a little bit about crown. I know you. I know you do, and I'll get to that in a minute. But you were here a couple weeks ago. Yeah. You were a lounge performer. So unbeknownst to me and everybody else who watched, now you were holding back. You didn't even tell us. So I wanted to I have you. I didn't know. I didn't, oh, I didn't know. This was all new to me too. I am proud to have you here to announce what has just been unveiled here at uh, the Stratosphere Hotel yeah. just down the strip, your own headlining show, the way it's supposed to be done in Las Vegas. Yeah. Tell us about your new gig at the Stratosphere, my friend. How did that come about? It's, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> it is good. No, it was just one of those things. That, I mean, we've been playing all the time. Like for years. For years. And uh, <clears throat> started working on this record for Sony. And what happened was I moved to New York for a little while and and was working out there, and then uh, they started suggesting, well, you should put a horn section in the band, and all this. I'm like, I don't have the money to get a horn section, and we started doing it. It was cool. I figured, well, now we got this. Let's put strings. We made it a big thing. Um, we weren't playing anywhere. We booked the Palms, where you come down and hang with <laughs> yeah. us and drink with us. I think you left your credit card there a few times. <laughs> <laughs> I really did. <laughs> you actually did. Thanks to you, I got it back. I, I, because I keep up with mine when I leave it. <laughs> But uh, no, uh, the, some of the stratosphere, a guy, Chris Townsend, who I knew when I first moved to town, came in one night, saw the show. He's like, dude, this is cool with the, what you're doing here. And, and um, we were just playing like the one night a week kind of thing, you know. And he brought some of the CEO, the GM, all the people <coughs> down, and they, they liked it. And uh, it was one of those things that just kind of fell together really fast. Like, really? We walked in, we talked, and... and uh, um, I just liked everybody there, and they liked what I was doing, you know, and it was, it was just, it just, yeah. <laughs> and that was a big thing I said to him. I said, you know, I, because we had a lot of offers, you know, and I wanted it to be something that I felt like, you know, the casino was behind it, not only as a business standpoint, but actually liked it. You know what I mean? Sure. I wanted to be old school where, right. you know, the, the GM of the hotel actually likes the music. It's not like, well, I hate that, but when he sells tickets, right. I didn't want it to be that. So they were so cool. Um, we, we talked like two times. A um, friend of mine, John Katz, puts an article out in the paper that yep. Frankie Marino's talking to things yep. about showroom. So everyone's starting to move on it quick. And we put this thing together. We had just a few weeks to rehearse. Really? Um, there was nothing to rehearse on, on our end as far as the band, as far as songs, because we've been playing forever. Sure. It was rehearsing, a, you know, trying to make a show. Lighting cues and something that resembles uh, yeah. choreography is to hit that mark at this time. Yeah, man. And, and the lights are intense. It's really cool. It's a big part of the show. <clears throat> yeah, and I mean, I'm a songwriter, so I'm not, you know, the showman thing is second for me. I'm a songwriter. 
but I know that people want that. So I wanted to make sure the songs that we, you know, because we're narrowing down our thousands of songs into 15 songs for the night or whatever. Sure. I wanted to make sure we had the most powerful songs that could hold up without any lights. I mean, of course, spotlight, that's it. But then we go, well, let's throw the lights in it. Let's put the strings up here and the horns up there. And um, because we did that, it, it gave me a lot of work. You know, like when I stand here and I go, bow, the light's going to do this and I got to be standing here. Right. Well, I'm half drunk and I'm, you know, <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing up there. So that's the hard part. So they got like an X here. Don't stand on that X. Stand on that X. That's the hard part. That's cool. But it's so cool because it's, it's chill. It's, it's um, big production, but we get to still be us and like communicate with the crowd. Old school style. You know what I mean? Like, well, that's one of the reasons I wanted to have you back because every single week I'm on here with a different guest of some sort, most of which have to uh, do with being in the entertainment field. Yeah. Most of which are entertainers of some sort. Yeah. Um, and what we discuss each and every week is that the, the days of casinos actually taking a chance on yeah. an entertainer and financing the whole project Doesn't are, exist. are from the past. That's a dinosaur. You are setting a whole new precedent here in town. Because yeah. if I understand correctly, unlike 99% of the shows on the Strip, they came to you and they are in fact backing your effort and believing you and marketing you and paying you. That doesn't exist anymore what, what compared to most shows that come in and do these four-wall deals that they rent the room and they do their own marketing and you hope to sell a ticket. That's yeah. not the case in your no, and, situation, No, and the right? thing was is I was in a good spot because we're making a record for a major label. So I was in a good spot that, and the label even suggested, you know, we should get you a showroom and you should do that and still tour, but have a showroom. And, and when, when, we, when the idea first came up with this, I, I was wondering, you know, like, mm, do I want to do a showroom? I mean, and, and, and work... That's that many nights, and, 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 and I don't know, because my show is just so free form. And when you're on a tour, you can, you're in a different city every night. You can do the same songs, and it's fun, because it's different faces, it's different right. stage, it's different right. sound. So being in the same thing, that could get redundant if, if you don't have some kind of um, room to make it unique every night. So they saw that as being like real old school, old vintage Vegas. And they're Very like, well, let's, so. let's just go the whole thing. Because the music's not old. I mean, it's new stuff. There's a couple songs we do. We do a Sinatra song. I do a Bobby Darin song. We do but a, you put a new twist to them. Your yeah, arrangements we, are, are unique to I you, keep so it real love. modern. We're very, it's very modern. You don't do the old arrangements. You no, do no. Your own it's all, up. yeah, it's all kick-ass. Supercharged. We got the horns doing, they're working. I mean, they're yeah. playing hour and a half straight, you know. And if I mentioned that your strings are quite hot. They're okay. They're okay. Hot, <laughs> hot young blondes up there yeah. playing the fiddle. They're, they're beautiful <laughs> girls. They play great. They're classically they're trained. So oh, they're incredible. Classical is my favorite. So I write the string parts real classical for them. So it just gives it a really weird sound. It's not like we're writing pop string charts or, or, or old school Sinatra kind of string charts where it's just whole notes, you know. It's, it's classical sounding. So you just got this weird element going on. Well, speaking of your band, you know, being a lover of real music and, and large bands, it's so yeah. refreshing to go into a showroom environment and, in fact, be hit in the face with this powerful sound from your yeah, incredible big band big. that you don't see anymore because it's either uh, well, it's shows are tracked or they have maybe a three or four piece band and then it's supplemented by tracks. But you've got, how many pieces you got up there, by the way? It's ten. Ten pieces. That's rare. You know, you and Celine yeah. Dion and... Well, it's just because others. it's expensive to do that. And, and if we were going into a, like a four-wall situation, uh, you know. Get it. I yeah. mean, I, I, I could never use tracks because I'm too, like, 
stop the music, start the music, no, stop that guy said something, sure. wait, stop the music. What do you say? You can't do that with tracks. No, you can't. You have to just do a flow. So, um, but however, I wanted that big sound. So it just costs money for that. You know, I mean, there's a lot of people to pay. There's 10 bodies on stage to pay, not to mention crew, lights, sound, monitors, you know, the drink carts. Well, it's nice <laughs> that they're, they're willing to work for a six pack of Schlitz and a bag I of know. onions. That's the best part. <laughs> but no, no, but it's it's the stratosphere saw it as being like a like a vintage vibe like that, like the old Elvis show at the Hilton. It's 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 something where you really? put a guy on the stage, spotlight on him, entertain us. What I love about you is something that I can relate to very much because I thought I was the only one crazy enough to do this. You walk out on stage with no uh, preconceived notion of where the show is going to go in terms of when no. the song stops is when the show starts. Yeah. That's when it's up to you to entertain the crowd. Yeah. Whereas 99.9% of the shows have pre-rehearsed banter, choreography. Yeah. You're just loose. You're letting it fly. You're having a couple cocktails. You, you entertain the crowd by going into the crowd, yeah. and interacting with the crowd. That doesn't exist anymore. And no, I appreciate that so much. And it's because, because people, it's hard. People leave there feeling as though they got their money's worth because there's some real substance. Yeah. There's a real personality up there giving themselves to each and every night. So each and every night yeah. is, in fact, unique. Well, see, that's what we want. You get a different show want, every, every yeah. single night. We don't want to be, because it makes it stale for us, too. You know what I mean? We have to be on, because people enjoy watching people have fun. So yes. if, we're, if we're stale, because like, well, here, okay, here comes song number six. You know, yeah. but if we're actually like, you know what, skip that song, let's go to this one. Yeah. It makes it fun. It, I think it is rare, because it, it, it's hard to achieve that. Not, I, like, to, to, to just say every night, I'm just going to go with the crowd. Right. That's... Taking a, you're swinging for the fence, and you know, one minute you're hitting a home run, next minute it's a big whiff. Well, the thing that's exciting about your crowd is that so many people that come to see you are your local following, your fans, and your friends yeah. that uh, support you so much. Some of which I have a feeling are watching us right now, and I know for a fact <laughs> you have somebody in the live chat room that has a question for you regarding okay. your show. What is that, Scott? Oh, great. Uh, Greg's got a great question. Uh, he said, why does Frankie think that the Strat did this? With all the talk about having to pay for your own show, what was the motivation for the from the Strat's point of view? Why do you think they've invested in I think... Uh, who, That's who, a darn good question. question? Who's the, who, Greg. Greg? I, I think... Well, you could tell the Strat's excited to have us. It's like a good seven inches taller now since we've been there. <laughs> but, no, but I think what it is, I think... <laughs> I yeah. think what it is, is uh, the Strat is one of those iconic buildings. I've been all over the world touring with like different bands. Uh, you know, the 101 building in Taipei and this, yep. you know, the big yep. tall building. And they always, they always compare it to the Stratosphere in Las Vegas. <laughs> right. And it's one of those iconic buildings that is a landmark here. And, you know, they start opening up new stuff. Every, the new thing is always the new thing. Sure. So it kind of got pushed back in the, in the shuffle of things. And, um, I mean, it's the landscape of Vegas. You know what I mean? It's the, it's the. It's one of the staple. Yeah. Uh, edifices. But it kind of just disappeared because you know new places start opening and people start going to the new hip place that they hear is hip, and it's just like shuffling people into different rooms. What makes a room hip? Who's in the room? You know what I mean? Exactly. So it's one of those things that it kind of got, it kind of got shuffled back, and then when all the when all the property started closing around it, it it kind of separated in the thing, which. I personally think is awesome because it's its own little thing. Not little, it's not a little, but I mean, it's its own thing where it's like, we were in there with the band the other night and we were drinking in the center bar and going like, you know, this is like, why aren't more people here? Then you go up to the top of the world lounge, you know, or the restaurant. The top, yep. Why haven't I been here? I haven't been up there I in know, like eight it's, years. It's a great I'm going property. Like, it's amazing. 
And what I love is that you guys are bringing a personality to the entire property, and I think that's and I think what that's they what they that's you. what they liked. Is and they, they obviously are fresh. backing it uh, in ways that is unprecedented in the in sense that not only are you getting uh, all these billboards and magazine ads yeah. and the incredible in-house marketing, but they yeah. all that merchandise. Now, who's responsible for all your T-shirts? I, I got a I got a girl that uh, Chrissy does all my merchandise. Martini glasses, right? shot glasses, bracelets. My God. Well, we started that it's with like us because we, we kept breaking glasses. So <laughs> <we> should, <laughs> no, we, you know what you know what the thing is is we all made a deal. The Stratosphere and us, they were excited to have us because it's something fresh and they needed that. I'm excited to have them because I wanted something to the next level. So we all went in. It's a win-win for everybody. We're really excited about this. And everyone there has been super cool. Um, my band's excited. Everybody's excited. And we said, you know what? We have, we, have, we have a shot. So they're giving us billboards all over the city. I mean, the baggage claims getting one coming up pretty soon. Oh, the, the, all the magazines. And the, the, Sasha's going to be doing the uh, poker chips. And cool. All that stuff. <laughs> awesome. But, um, so we have the whole deal. But the thing is, is, is we said, like, going in, you know, this is our shot. Do we want to go like mediocre and get a good running show and sell some tickets? Or do we want to go Elvis Sinatra big? Yeah. So let's go for it. I mean, what's the worst case scenario? Well, good for you. I'm going to, no? uh, if you've not seen Frank and Miranda before, if you did not see our prior show when we discussed some of this, I'd like you to stick around because I want to back up a little bit yeah. and let people know where you come from and, and, and what you have done here in town. And, uh, this exciting new record you're working on. I want to talk yeah. about that as well. Once again, you're watching Talk Tales. I'm Chris Phillips, and we're here with Mr. Big Pants, <laughs> entertainer guy here in Vegas. Now, this is Frankie Moreno with the Stratosphere. Woo. We'll be right back in just a minute. I'm Courtney Leone. This is Vegas Video Network. You want me to mention awkward silence? Let's do that then. Okay. Never been on set here before. I'm always out live on location for Awkward Silence 2.1. I'm Courtney Leone, and you're watching the Vegas Video Network. Good? Better? Well, welcome back, everybody. You're watching the Vegas Video Network, and I'm Chris Phillips, and you're watching the wildly new program on the internet called Talk Tales. And we are honored to have not only uh, Mr. Showman himself, Frankie Moreno, but my drinking buddy <laughs> sitting next to me. And we're talking about how you got this grand new deal yeah. as a headlining showroom entertainer at the Stratosphere. I want to have a fancy, shiny suit like that pretty soon. It's like Baby Seal. <laughs> Chris's club wear. <laughs> well, like I've always said, in lieu of talent, you decorate yourself with jewelry and shiny suits. No, you know, it's, it's Las Vegas. You're supposed to do that. You're supposed to do that. Speaking of Las Thank Vegas, my me. friend, I'll tell you, you have been a name around here for many years in different uh, venues and uh, Good and bad. levels of Good and lounges bad. and sh clubs and whatnot. How many years have you been performing in Vegas? I have moved out here uh, just under 10 years ago. And during that time, I know you had stints in which you were performing, I'm guessing, four to eight sets a night for we two different gigs, six days a week. With no That's other singers. Crazy. I got no, no backup singers. It's crazy. doing four hours a night, sometimes double shifts. So eight sets a day, six, seven days a week for years. I was doing, I think I was doing, at one point, there was, a, there was, a, there was about a three-year, four-year run that I was doing 330 dates a year. And... God. Four hours a day, four sets a day. So how did your voice? You know, it's a muscle. It's like it's like anything. I mean, it's it's the more I sang, it, the easier it, you know 
it was. But the problem now is like we're doing three three nights at the Stratosphere, and and like in between, I'm talking, 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 talking. Like yeah. I'm so excited, I'm so excited. Right. Ah, my Billboard. You know, and so I'm just losing my sure, voice because sure. of that. Right. Because I'm not. I don't sing at home. You know, I don't sing. I just. Now, are you doing anything on the nights you have off around town on any level for some? Uh, <laughs> drinking this. <laughs> That's about it. No, you know what? I, uh, they got me busy there, which is good. So I mean, we're doing a lot of press. We're doing a lot of. Um, write a lot of music. I'm, I'm starting to get back in that. It was a, there was a point where I wasn't writing any songs for a long time, and uh, I'm starting to get back into that now. And well, speaking of which, I understand uh, you are working on a record. Yes. For Sony. Yes. Uh, what's the status with that? What, what can we expect? This was supposed to be released be at this point. Okay. It was supposed to be released. And what happened was uh, the president of the label, they switched him out for something else. Oh, yes. Um, and a long yeah. story with the guy that I was working with, he, when he came out to see us, we got in a car accident. I was driving him back to his hotel, got in a <laughs> car accident. He missed a lot of work. It, it ended up actually horribly where he ended up losing his, his job over there. And, and, um, but so everything got pushed back. We started working with Simon Cowell. Um, really? And uh, from American Idol? Of course. And uh, so all these suggestions, we were sitting down at tables with, you know, Psycho Productions and all these people and, and uh, telling us, you know what, the, the way they look at it, it's so weird. When you sit, you know, when, when I sit down with my band or other entertainers, we talk about the music and, as, and especially as a songwriter, it's all about, it's all about, you know, the story you know, having a story and we put melody to it to make it interesting, you know, kind of like instead of being monotone when you tell a story, it's, you know, ah. sure, of course. so <clears throat> it's so interesting sitting with those guys though, because it has nothing to do with the song. Yeah, I can imagine. And it's not that that's bad. It's just, it's, it's very, um, it's all about the timing, you know, well, okay, well this is happening here. So if we release the record here, then this can happen next. And then this, mm. and it's all in threes. Everything's in threes, right? Really? Um, so you have to have three things happen. If you're going to do Conan, Leno, Letterman, whatever. you, you got to do three things. Or The View, this, that, Good Morning America, whatever. Um, so when the thing got postponed with the record a little bit, we're looking at like, well, it's getting into that winter time now and all these talk shows are going to be dark. And well, it's so a shame you were ended. booked on Oprah and Regis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? No, so we, we probably, we'll probably come out in the spring <laughs> with the new record. And... Uh, Go from there, you know. So. Well, one of the things I like about your show, too, is it's one of the only shows I know of, if not the only one, where, uh, you know, unlike some of the artists like a Celine Dion or Barry Manilow, that, yeah. which have this catalog of their own music, which yeah. the, the world is aware of, yeah. you're delivering about 45 minutes worth of your original music we're, that we're most people don't know. 50% of the show That's is a crazy. song that... And these I And we're finding there's a lot of tourists who come in, so we're, tr we're trying to balance that. They're not familiar with that. those tunes. Yeah, and they are still tricky. pulling it off. They're loving them. Well, you know, I mean, I, I've been writing songs forever. I used to write, like, commercially for people, and, uh -huh. and uh, I still do. But, I mean, I, I write, wrote for a publishing company, and I even, you know, taught lessons in, in writing, the art of writing, making it commercial, bringing it down to three and a half minutes, making the chorus come up here, just, just tricks yeah. that people don't think about. You know, instead of just, ah, there's a hummingbird at my window. Let me write about that. You know, and, and some weird thing that no one wants to hear with wind chimes and oboes. You know, it's... You got to make a commercial where people understand what they're listening to. So I think that helps. You know, we, we keep it real. By the time you come to the second chorus, you're singing along. 
you know. So that makes it easy. And then we throw in, you know, Bobby Darren Mack the knife, but we do a completely different yeah, like night and day. Yeah, but we do it like if uh, Lenny Kravitz was doing yes. night and day. Or I'll tell you the thing that gets like a standing ovation every time is when you do the Sammy Davis. Uh, birth, of the oh, blues, birth of the Blues in your own way. Oh, man, yeah, that's, we that's keep, the place on fire. We try to keep that's that awesome. somewhat original and classic sounding, but put that new spin. You know, the horn arrangements are a little different in it. The, the strings give it a weird twist. And Well, you know, who, uh, Sammy Davis Jr. is in our chat room, and I think he has a question for you. What you got, Sammy? <laughs> yeah, baby. Hey, man. <laughs> that's all I got. Uh, just some feedback. Uh, Sally wanted me to tell Frankie that his rendition of Eleanor Rigby with yes. Josh Bell gave her goosebumps. <laughs> Uh, which is sweet. And Shannon wants to know if he ever gets confused with Frank Marino from Divas. <laughs> Who? Who? I don't know. <laughs> and, if it, and if so, does it help or hurt? <laughs> I bet you've never heard. No, you know when I first came to town, I, I did a lot. I did a lot. And then he came to my show, and then he, and then he. Now I'm finding out that he's going around getting all pissed off because everyone's going, "Are you the piano player?" <laughs> They're asking him. <laughs> so, so it's a. No, I don't get that too much anymore because I got more billboards now. <laughs> You know what? And what if I, I shave real close? But you know, you know, this is none of my business, and what the hell do I know? But no can nice. I recommend something for your show? <laughs> Please do. A uh. magical lit up white wall. <laughs> <laughs> I think that. <laughs> With it, no, we'll just, we'll just leave we'll it just, at that. And if we'll it, just. The we'll just jump over that wall. Just email me and we'll explain that story later. <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> this was going so well. <laughs> well. What are you drinking? Oh, God. You know what we ought to do? Can, can I give away some tickets to the show? You know what? I was just going to say, we've got to be able to. I'll. I'll I got, I got the, oh, thank you. You're welcome. I feel like we're on a date at, a, at the malt shop. <laughs> with, with one drink and two straws. <laughs> Bowl of spaghetti with no, uh, one meatball. I'll tell you what, I would love, yeah, I would love to give away a couple tickets because you've got to see this man perform live. He's bringing the genuine maverick spirit of Las Vegas back to this town. And what I mean is you get to go in and you get to see a true personality give his heart and soul on stage, and you've got to see it. I'd love to give away some, Let's tickets. Give away some tickets. Let's do a little uh, uh, contest. I, I know exactly what okay, we're going to do. Okay, go for it. Uh, this will be great, because I want to give tickets to people who have not seen you. I want whoever can tell me the closest. Wait, 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 wait. Let's set a cap on how many tickets we're giving away. Okay. Maybe how about we do, like, let's do a couple pairs. Let's do five pairs of two. There you go. Five pairs of two. Okay, go ahead. VIP front row, where we pour them shots during the show. <laughs> will be four left. And they get to go home with my trombone player. They get to take my trombone player, Caleb, home for the night. <laughs> for 15 minutes. Nice. That's all it takes for me. Never mind. <laughs> Caleb, wash your hair. <laughs> okay, what do you got? Whoever can give us the closest number of how many shots of Crown Royal Frankie Moreno drinks during the course of a show gets these tickets. I, I know the answer to that question. Now what are we doing? The first five that text in or email uh, in? Do you have an answer for that? I do. Do you? I have an average. Okay. <laughs> okay, we'll go for it. So once is this, again, is this including pre-show and after? <laughs> this, oh, is, no. this is on stage. On, on stage. stage. Okay, yes. Hold on. Let me well, think. How many shots of, of Crown Royal do you do per show on stage? 
The closest this is number. Not, this is not including the martini I drink. Uh, no, just shots, straight shots. Just shots of Crown Royal. Well, yeah. but, but you, you can't. Number? But you can't let me, say let me, it. Let me let me double check my number in my head. But you can't say it. I right won't now. say it. Yeah, right. I know how to play this game. Come on. Jeez. <laughs> Thinks I'm a rookie. I know. Thinks I'm a rookie. Uh, <laughs> I got it. Okay. All right. So uh, five pairs of tickets. That First five closest answers without going over. First five without going over. Without going over. What do you mean without going over? Don't they have to guess the number exactly? I mean it's. Let's say, well, it's between, close, let's say it's between 1 and 10. What if I only get two or emails? I mean, I want to give them both away. Then we'll, then we'll give them. <laughs> well, then it's they're, like, they're like, going to have some good seats. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this doesn't so count our $100 New Year's Eve show. Right, right. So, okay, so it, it can't be the $100 New Year's Eve show and say it has to be done this year. Good deal. Okay. And they right, can't so. go over. It's like Price is Right. There can't you go. go over. It's like name that tune. It is. <laughs> I can name that in five seconds. <laughs> There you go. And how many right, shots? So, what's the, so again, five pairs of tickets, VIP tickets. Five pairs. Uh, how many shots do you do uh, during a normal show? Closest yeah. without going over. The closest five people without going over win. Okay. Deal. All right. Now uh, we were talking about Crown Royal, and oh, I think. Oh, yeah. Tell them what email address to send that to. Who's, oh. whose email we sent? Cocktails. Cocktails at VegasVideoWorks.com. Or that's, that's, that's great. Dot, okay, so it's going to be 10 VIP tickets and you blew the email address. <laughs> at least now you know we're not faking it. Talktales at VegasVideoNetwork.com. <laughs> now, you know, one thing I respect about your show, which is kind of a dying art, and it's something I respect because it's something I do myself, is you're one of the only shows in town that has a post-party we have after to. party. And a pre-party. And a pre-party. You know, we just <laughs> That's the thing of the past. The whole thing that everybody forgets is this is supposed to be fun. I know. You know what I mean? So we, we all get together. The band doesn't huddle together and go, go get them, guys. No, we just, we get together. We do a shot. Yep. And I say, if, you know, if you fuck up, you're fired. And <laughs> can we say that on the <laughs> They like that on the radio, especially. Sorry. <laughs> you know, and... Uh, Caleb gets his lashings. <laughs> no, no, but we, we just, we go on stage and, and we almost, I, and I don't want to say this because I'm sure the band is watching us. I don't want to say, we, I almost encourage mistakes. Oh, I mean, it's got to be loose and It's got to be loose. I love that because you could work off that. But when something is, goes wrong, it's a great show. You have one of the best bands in town in terms of the quality. So They're that's going to be very rare that that happens. The guys, the guys. I don't know how that you we, got so lucky to, to convince those guys to join your little circus. I have no idea. I got them drunk one night and yeah, good signed contracts. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, they're, they're great musicians. And, and I mean, honestly, as fun as we have, and it's a very loose show, I am, the only thing I'm good at is music. Well, maybe there's one other thing. But but I, I'm, good at, I'm good at music because I, I've really studied it. You know, I've studied it. I love it. I have, it's my blood. You know what I mean? Well, let me ask you something. Uh, I think we probably may have touched on this on the last time you were here, but for those who are watching you for the first time, who were your idols? Who did, who did you look up to? So when you were growing up, you're like, man, I, if I could just do that for a living. It's kind of weird. Uh, Mozart and Elvis Presley. <laughs> Mozart. Mozart is like... Uh, I love all classical music, but I just, you know, when I was growing up, that was Amadeus came out. Well, you're I kind of a, a similar type of prodigy in the sense you can hear something and just go play I was it. One I, of those, I was one of those little freaks that, like, three years old, I could play Mozart, like, blindfolded, twice as fast, you know, and, like, all that kind of stuff. And, like, it was, like I've read so many books on him and done book reports on him and, like, yeah. just studied. And I go, like, wow, that, like, 
not comparing myself to him in any way, but I mean, like, we had the same kind of upbringing. You know, my dad wore a powdered wig. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, but I, I grew up listening to that, and, and that's what attracted me to the piano. We had an uh -huh. old piano in the house, and I just started playing it. You know, I'd hear, I'd hear a Mozart concerto, and I could just pick it out that's freakishly. You know? That's crazy. And then my dad was very into, you know, Elvis and Ray Charles and Jerry Lee Lewis. You compared, get compared to Elvis at times. I you? used to a lot. I had to actually, you know, I used to sit there and try to comb my hair like Elvis and, <laughs> you know, put the collar up and go like, I'm going to be Elvis one day. And uh, it didn't work out. It didn't pan out. <laughs> but <laughs> I just hate peanut butter banana sandwiches is the problem. <laughs> no, but, but I, I started, I move on stage. You know, I got dark hair. I got a baritone voice. So I was compared to a lot to Elvis. Oh, sure. but, I, but I played piano. So it was like, oh, you're like Elvis and Jerry Lee. The first thing people can think of are Billy Joel and Elvis. No, it's nothing like that, you know. But that's what people get. So I tried as hard as I could to like, in fact, once I got the showroom deal, I stopped dyeing my hair black. I you know, stop putting on the jumpsuits and <laughs> no, no, no. But I mean, it's just, I, I had to consciously be aware not to get that comparison because, right. you know, um, and that's where the songwriting comes into play. Sure. Because when I sing a song that I wrote, it's, you know, and my brothers, Tony and Ricky, we write all the stuff we do together. So um, it's really just about feeling something and portraying that. And when we go on stage, it's, it's truly just loving what we do, having fun with it. Afterwards, we all go up and, if it was a good show, we go up and celebrate with drinks. If we don't, we go up and we drown ourselves in drinks. Either way, we drink. Um, not that I'm proud of that, but I mean, it, it's fun. It makes it, it's Vegas, and we're just, you know, we're having fun. And You mentioned your brother's uh, Tony. Tony plays who, bass uh, plays in the band. Plays bass guitar. He's, he's also a wonderful addition to the comic relief. I Tony's guess you the say. weirdest, like, straight so hand funny. guy. He's got it down. I don't, I, he always has these little... Uh, he, little comments or uh, quips that he adds to the show. Yeah, which, that make no sense to me. Which are you have to be like, you brilliant. have to be really drunk to appreciate it. <laughs> but no, he's great because we could play off each other because I'm such like the, hey, 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 hey. And he's such like the... Like the deadpan witty hello, dude. Ladies and gentlemen. It, it's very, it's, it's a good, it's a good mix. <laughs> and then my brother Ricky writes too, but he's not in the band because... What does he do? What he, does plays, he, do? he plays the stereo. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he, uh, he writes with us. He writes the music with us. And uh, he has a beard now. So we can't have him on camera, but <laughs> everybody loves a beard. Yeah, it's you know, it's what it is. Unless uh, it's one of your female friends, then it's not so attractive. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> that's a lot. Like like the girls at TI. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. He's feeding me alcohol. <laughs> I'm joking. No, I'm joking. <laughs> no, no, but I mean, it's it's you know, we have a good time, and 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 mostly what I want people to go away from with our show is that they see like. <laughs> These are good musicians on stage. Oh, we love what we do. And we're trying to bring back, not the old sound. We're not trying to be retro. We're not trying to be a throwback. Nope. It's the vintage way of doing it. It's putting Bobby Darren on a stage and saying, like, entertain me. Putting Elvis on a stage and putting Frank Sinatra. And I don't mean to put myself in their category in any way. But no, that's but what are. we're You're trying to do. You're the next generation of that. Well, man. we're just trying you to just do, like, like, a Bobby Darren wrote a bunch of his stuff and did covers. And he's doing a big show and, like... It was exciting. It was fun. You know. Let me get your let me get your quick opinion on a couple of things. But first, we're going to take another question from the chat room, if we may. Yeah. Uh, Somebody wants to know when Frankie played at the M. It was a mix between singing and talking. Is the show at the Strath <laughs> the same, or is it 100% singing? Well, in my defense, when we found out we were signing to the Stratosphere doing showroom, we were still playing in the in the lounges, 
and we knew we were going to be out of there soon. So we were doing a lot of celebrating. <laughs> and I drank a talk, obviously. <laughs> but we, we started talking a lot about Because I like to explain what... I, I never like to tell people what the song is about. Because if I sing you a song, I want you to... I'm good at taking something that happened to me or something that happened to my brothers or something like that, and we twist it, and we make you get it. And, and maybe you think it's about your dog that you just had to put down. But it's really about a clown that, like, popped a balloon at a party. You know what I mean? <laughs> What's the question? <laughs> They're going to edit me right out of this thing anyway, right? <laughs> I'm going to add a one part of it. Let's out. just put this down. <laughs> Please. No, no but, 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 uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but at the end of stuff, we were celebrating it. And, and I like to explain where we were when we wrote the song. So what was going on in our head when we wrote the song. And I get caught up in that. And a lot of people don't want to hear that, you know, that stuff. So I apologize. If you liked it, then yes, that's what we do. If you don't, then we don't do that. What are you doing after this? What are you doing after the show? Let's go. Let's go do something. Let's go to the M. T.I. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Now, is there, did anybody get the question right? Yeah. Very good job, Frankie. Oh, no, 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 no. Not me. Oh, I good. mean, the question about the drink. <laughs> oh, well, they're still coming in. We're not going to answer it here on the air. Oh. Or give people a chance. Let me ask you this really quick. We're supposed to be... Are we done? We're done, but we're going oh, over. But I want to ask you something. I'm getting the buzz going. So let me ask I know. That's... Say it's your night off, like tonight, or uh, other nights. Where would you go? Where would you go in town? Where, who would you go see? What shows do you like? What performers? Which, who's your buddies in town that you'd go see? Well, you're not playing tonight. I'd go see you. Uh, you've never come to see me. I've come to see you. I've sang with you on stage. Do you remember? No. Pictures. Yeah, I was there. There's pictures. No, I played drums. You did. You played drums with me. Uh, now you who'd know you, what I. No, seriously, I, I, who would you see on the strip? Who would I see? Yeah, who do you like? I like. I like original bands that play like songs in the dive bars. In other words, nobody. No, no. I, <laughs> there, there are there anymore. are a bunch of great. There's a bunch I of great know. shows. I I love I love magic shows, but <laughs> but not. <laughs> yes. But not hey, what, illusionists. What, what nights? <laughs> what nights do you play? By the way, I play Wednesday. <laughs> well, it, 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 it's 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 it's. You tell him. I believe. You know it's, what? I've been, I've <laughs> Wednesdays at eleven o'clock right now. And we did that because we're for trying to get like me that can't get yeah down for there. guys like you who can't make it who don't wake up till nine p.m. <laughs> but but that may change soon because I'm finding that eleven o'clock. You know we do we do a eighty minute show, ninety minute show depending on the uh -huh. crowd, and um, it's late. You know it's it, it, it's different for a lounge because we can get drunk and play, but the show we're doing is pretty high energy. Yeah, yeah. So this is real stuff. In it, <laughs> the uh, no, no, but but Fridays and Saturdays we do an eight o'clock show because uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, why? <laughs> this is a terrible. This is a terrible way <laughs> to do a talk show. I swear. It feels pretty good. It does feel good. I, you know, <laughs> what are you doing tonight after the show? Who, uh, who are you going to watch? <laughs> I don't know, but let's take a stack of ones. <laughs> <laughs> you want a valet park? <laughs> Yeah, it's for ballet. <laughs> I, used to, I used to date this girl that would come home, and she always had this, all these ones. <laughs> oh, God. And I, and but yeah, but she go. swore she worked in ballet. And I, you know, on, it's, this I'll, is I'll lounge. Tell you what. I've, I've been doing lounges for th 50 years now. 
at least. Let's both, let's both go take our individual CDs and have somebody else sign them. <laughs> no, you can't. You gotta be careful now, you gotta be careful now. <laughs> Good night, Gracie. <laughs> so thank you for joining us here on Talk Tales tonight with just Chris Phillips. Are we done? Is that <clears throat> I don't want to go. You know what I want to hear? Is there like a time limit for this show? Yes, right about now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just getting started. I know. I wanted to hear you sing a song. I'll do one. Would you sing a song as we go out? No. I, well, how am I supposed to sing a song? Oh, God, you're gay. If I had my guitar, I actually almost brought my guitar. I was going to do it. But the thing is, all the songs I do are they're sad songs on the guitar. Well, I want to hear a song about bursting the clown's balloon or whatever. The he burst his own balloon. <laughs> It was a scene. Oh, it was just one of those magic tricks, you know? <laughs> he made it into a motorcycle and popped. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Thank you very much. <laughs>